Season 4, Episode 24, with the weekend episode, of course, with my lovable and cuddly in St. Florida nephew, Pancho Guero, who is not wearing necropants. That's going to be the new term you're going to need to remember. This is the new term of the episode, necropants. Okay? Um, You will never forget that word. I promise. So... But we've got the usual fare of stupidity, um, which is common for, you know, coming out of Florida. The only thing that's not stupid coming out of Florida is the government. And that's how you say it, the government. Okay? As opposed to the government in Pennsylvania right now after the election. You know, we now have, we, we, we could have had an army colonel for the governor, but no, no, no. The folks didn't choose that. No, we, we end up getting... A, a another weasel for the governor. Then we have a new senator, which is Uncle Fester. I should I should probably just start watching episodes of the Adams Family. Well, let the stupidity begin. It it has with the new um with with with, with at at the end of this election season, you know. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. The stupidity you're going to hear in this podcast is all true. And none of the names have been changed in these stories because, you know, we've all done something stupid. It's Insane Eric Lane right here, and you have entered my stupid world. You are a very brave soul for doing so because, you know, I thrive on stupidity, you know? I guess it takes one to know one. And I look for five-star stupidity to pass along to you, so give it a five-star rating if you want to rate it and maybe even write a stupid review. I might even... Pass it along at an upcoming episode. And don't forget, subscribe to the podcast as well. You don't want to miss a single episode of Stupidity, so you can share it with your friends on social media, because you know they're out there looking for stupidity. And, of course, don't forget, since folks are desperate for stupidity and searching for it, help them out by making that review and write a, uh, and, and, and rating, because when you rate it and review the podcast, it shows up a little more prominently in those searches, you see. And of course, uh, a little um, pro tip here. If you download every episode on your podcast player, then whenever you hit like dead spots in cell phone coverage or crappy Wi-Fi, you can always have your stupidity uninterrupted, no buffering. Okay. By the way, if you are just now happening to tune in and this is your first time to listen, well, keep in mind, this is not just the only episode you're going to hear. There's the midweek bonus episode every Wednesday that was dropped that uh, features the insane Week in Review and the Genius Awards for those stupendous stupidities that are out there. And uh, so make sure you get all of the stupidity. You don't want to miss any stupidity at all. Okay. So uh, that that's, and, and as always, um, don't forget the Telegram Messenger app that you can download and join the Insane Aeroplane Stupid World channel because I have to give you the sources of this stupidity and uh, I will post the links where I get all my stupidity from so you can do your own research.
Okay, well, a lot of people do a lot of research when it comes to deciding what they want to name their newborn baby. Now, sometimes they name it after family. Sometimes they name it after friends. Sometimes they name it after things you never expect. Picking out a name before your child is born sometimes can be a little tricky. In fact, oftentimes what you decide before may not feel like the right fit when you finally meet them, see? But on the other hand, some parents are pretty sure of the name they want because it symbolizes someone or something they love. Case in point, we have Clara and Trey Bell's case here. They thought one first name went so well with their last name, they had to choose it for their baby. Clara and Trey responds to the cynics in a recent TikTok video where they explained why they want the name they do. I know you're asking, well, what did they name it? Well, let me just say one person asked the question, are you guys really going to name your kid Taco? <laughs> the two parents replied, it's our top name choice so far. Now, did you catch the family name? Now, both parents want to name their child after the fast food restaurant. And people have not shied away from telling them that their kid will likely get bullied because of it. Viewers agreed with the couple that uh, the name idea was funny, but they thought, you're going to regret it later. Hilarious for now. Not when they try to get a job or be an adult, said one skeptic. Well, they could always work at Taco Bell, I'm sure, says Clara and Trey. I'm sure the parents won't be laughing when little Taco turns 21 and files a lawsuit against his parents. <laughs> I don't know. Frankly, I think calling the kid Taco sounds like a pretty cool idea. So what's your name, Taco? Taco Bell? No, no, no. I, I mean, what's your name? Well, anyway, animal rights activists are also voicing some concerns. There's a reported recent purchase of some 1,400 acres by a Chinese bioresearch firm in Florida, and they purchased it for the purpose of primate breeding and quarantine. It's uh, from Join Labs, J-O-I-N-N. -N. They purchased the property right off US-98 from a cattle and timber company for about $3.1 million, according to the Citrus Chronicle. Dr. Lisa jones Ingle, who also serves as the advisor to PETA, tells Fox News that the primate experimentation, quote, industry is characteristically secretive and dangerous. Everyone has to recognize that this is a really significant risk, a risk to the monkeys who never make it out of these experiments or this industry alive or worse of the Florida residents, a risk to the entire country. Hmm. A Chinese bio research firm in Florida? What could possibly go wrong? Usually the only ones buying up land in Florida are retired New Yorkers. Well, since 1987, I think we've all been hearing how pork is the other white meat, remember? But here's a fun fact. It's technically red meat. It just tends to lighten up when you cook it. Something that this lady definitely did not know. The lady 
is in Raleigh, North Carolina, and, well, she calls 911 because she ordered food from a barbecue joint and her pork had a slight pink tinge to it. Now, the place is called Clyde Cooper's. Now, they've won a whole bunch of awards. They've been around since, like, 1938. I would think they know what they're doing. Well, she'd complained and also claimed that her pork was undercooked, but the the owner said it was actually perfect because that's what pork looks like after it's smoked. Well, she didn't believe him. She left the store and calls 911 and then turns it into a, a big deal. Hey, here's the actual 911 call from the customer, Annie Hall, along with Clyde Cooper's barbecue owner, Debbie Holt, explaining everything that went down. 911, let's get the emergency. Yes, can I get an officer at um, Clyde Cooper and Barbecue? Yes, I had ordered some food from there, and the uh, barbecue is pink. I kind of snickered a little bit, and I told her, I said, Honey, that's when the barbecue is smoked. It turns pink, and she was insistent that it wasn't done. When the cop came in, though, he had a cute little smile on his face and rolled his eyes. And just had his arms folded. I don't even think he said much to me other than, I got you. Now, she claims she called because they wouldn't give her a refund or exchange it for chicken instead. But they said that's nonsense. They did offer to replace it, but she refused. They even tossed in a free piece of chicken. Well, the cops show up and told her there's really nothing they could do, but she could sue them if she wanted to. (laughs) Well... She ended up leaving a one-star review on Google. Ooh, my feet are quivering. Yeah, but she then deleted it later. She said she's still going to consider a lawsuit. Well, keep on considering, girl. Keep on considering. Maybe you'll find some attorney who will take your money. Well, this is why you always hear about a getaway car, like singular, not getaway cars, plural. There were two shoplifters that stole a bunch of stuff from a Ross Dress for Less store in Springfield, Missouri, and they both brought their own ride. They fled in two different cars, and they were trying to get out of there as fast as they could, but I guess they were in a little bit too much of a big rush because they ended up crashing into each other at a nearby intersection. (laughs) They both got out and took off on foot, but the cops did track them down nearby And they're now facing misdemeanor theft charges. These two dopes can't be trusted behind the wheel. I mean, next time they should just hire another criminal to operate a vehicle, otherwise known as an Uber driver. The real story here, though, is that people actually stole from Ross. Why would you steal from a place where you can buy the entire wardrobe for 50 bucks? Anyway. Oh, there's a reptile wrangler that was summoned to an Australian home where a resident discovered the cause of a moving microwave. It was a pair of mating pythons. There's a video that was posted to Facebook recently. It shows Stuart McKenzie of Sunshine Coast Snake Catchers responding to a home in Buderum, where a woman discovered two carpet pythons in the throes of passion that's in her kitchen. The snake-catching business said the woman noticed that her microwave had moved, and so she looked behind it, and there she found the pair of mating snakes. 
We were able to get there very quickly and relocate the two lovebirds back into the bush where they belong, said the post. <laughs> of course, I'd be freaked out if I found one python behind my microwave. I wouldn't want to live any place where you might need to hire a reptile wrangler, which is probably why I'm not in Florida. Well, it's a rather fishy act that could possibly take your breath away or more likely that of its underwater performers. There are two aquamen that amazed the crowds that gathered in St. Malo in Brittany over there in Jolio, England, by strolling around with fish bowls on their head filled with water and goldfish. Now, they breathe through a special valve. The western French port is awash with festivities in the run-up to the Route, route du Rum solo transatlantic sailing race. The race sets off from St. Malo to Porta Pitre in Guadalupe with 138 skippers taking part this year, which is a record. Now, performer Morgan Manini of the uh, Mashtutern Company said the fishbowl axe marine theme spoke to the organizers. Uh, the Aquamen, you see, wander around the bemused Thompson twins, offering visitors an absurd, poetic, and bewildering image, according to the company's website. In their little bubbles, according to what it says, the artists pose fundamental questions about our ability to enter into contact with others when barriers are erected. But wearing a fishbowl is really not for the faint-hearted, you see. Mr. Menini told the Telegraph, it's a bit like wearing a reverse diving bell, he says, adding that it took years to perfect to avoid leaks around the neck with each bowl and suit molded to the individual performer. It's not for the claustrophobic, and if something goes wrong, the secret is getting it off, he said. You can actually end up drinking a lot of water. As for the fish... He insisted they were well-treated. We perform around the world, from China to the UK. If it's in France, we bring our own fish. Some of them have been with us for more than a decade since we started the act. It's definitely worth seeing if you have never seen anybody walking around with a fishbowl on their head and little fishes swimming past their eyeballs. <laughs> well, there's a video of a man dressed as Mario Kart riding a mobility scooter, and shooting off fireworks that's gone viral on the internet. Reddit user named Dying underscore Swan shared the video along with this caption, quote, idiotic, but I love it. The video shows a man in a Mario Kart costume zipping around the streets and tours the city on his scooter while shooting off fireworks. It's a 26-second clip that's accumulated 93,000 upvotes with several likes and comments. Now, the video received mixed reactions from social media users. Now, one user wrote, imagine the cop that had to give this guy a ticket. Another one wrote, it's all fun and games until that little red turtle catches up with him. A third a user commented, he's clearly invincible, emitting star power. You can see him flying fast and low to the ground while deploying flares to confuse the red shell's tracking system, said the fourth commenter. I'm glad that there are other grumpy people on Reddit with me, but it definitely shouldn't take a grumpy person to realize this isn't really funny. It's moderately interesting, but also a cause for concern in terms of a fire hazard or other wanted damage, unwanted damages, said one user. But I got to admit, I saw the video 
It's pretty impressive to see a guy blazing through town on a scooter dressed in a Mario Kart costume and firing off Roman candles from the back of the cycle. Well, there's a 37-year-old Virginia man who got himself arrested after taking his child into Disney's Magic Kingdom without paying. According to the Orange County Sheriff's Office, deputies there said that Baika Chrisan walked right into the theme park without making any attempt to pay for admission. The address affidavit shows that a Disney security manager tried to stop Chrisan and ask him for a ticket or an explanation why he didn't pay. But Chrisan pushed past the manager and continued right into the park. Now, according to the sheriff's office, the manager and the Disney investigator then followed Chrisan down Main Street in the Magic Kingdom, and Chrisan pushed the investigator out of his way. Deputies say Chrisan, a Romanian citizen, acted like he didn't understand English, though he was later found to have a good command of the language. Chrisan was then detained and brought to the Magic Kingdom's security office, according to deputies. There, deputies said the cost of admission for Chrisan and his child there would have been about 210 bucks. Both the Disney security manager and Disney investigators agreed to press charges on behalf of their employer through, though neither were injured, according to deputies. Chrisan was then arrested and now faces charges of petty theft and battery. Does he just think he can walk right into Disney and not pay? I don't know. Of course, sometimes I feel like I I should do that, you know. I, yeah. Well, a savvy 38-year-old woman has started renting out her husband to other women for 45 bucks a pop. And you're wondering, what does he do? He does odd jobs for them. A mom of three, Laura Young, listened to a podcast about a man who made a living putting flat-pack furniture together for people and had a eureka moment. Aha! She thought, my husband, James, could do the same thing too. So, she started offering out his services for 45 bucks at a time, advertising the skills on Facebook and that Nextdoor app. And now, James is booked solid for weeks and the Young family, well, they're raking it in, expecting she might even get a few giggles, the 42-year-old had his first client in a day, and soon James was working six days a week from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. In fact, he's been forced to turn down jobs, and Rent My Handy Husband is now fully booked. Uh, jobs include helping with putting up a TV, curtains, rebuilding a wall. Uh, he's available to hire by anybody that needs him, men and women. And while James handles the labor side of things, Laura works on running the social accounts and the website. The business has been more successful than the couple could have even imagined. The savvy couple has added a new service for the Christmas period, offering installations of festive lights, both inside and outside. Laura says, I never expected it to take off as much as it has. And she added, he's really good at building things and doesn't bother with the instructions. The couple from, uh, I guess the couple uh, from even had requests from over 150 miles away. Now, they don't charge per job. Instead, they work by the hour at 45 bucks or basically a day rate of 300 bucks. Well, I can promise you one thing. If my wife did that for me, we'd be bankrupt probably within a week. <laughs> well, for not seeing well, I'd say this guy's a pretty good shot. He's a 36-year-old man named Jeffrey Carl. Um, and, um, well... This guy breaks into a home near Dayton, Ohio. 
about three o'clock in the morning and started taking stuff. But Jeffrey had to stop when the owner, who is partially blind, shot him in the butt. Turns out this guy actually knew Jeffrey Carl. It doesn't sound like they're related, but Jeffrey told the cops the guy's like an uncle to him. The homeowner had been in the hospital, see, and Jeffrey even knew that. So he was going to try to break in and steal guns and music equipment while he was gone. But what he didn't know was that he'd gotten home the night before. The guy told 911 he fired one shot at the burglar, but didn't know if he hit him or not. He said the burglar was coming right for him when he fired. And again, remember, he doesn't see too well. Actually, here's part of the 911 call where the victim of the home invasion tells the dispatcher that he shot the intruder, Jeffrey Carl. Somebody broke in my back door. I got a shot off and he was coming right towards me. I fired a shot off. I don't know if he hit him or not. Now cops followed a trail of blood down the street and found old Jeffrey hiding out in the shed. Sounds like he was uh, planning to sell whatever he stole to buy some drugs. Now he's facing burglary charges. And he probably can't sit down for a long time. Dum, 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 dum. If you like the podcast, well, why don't you subscribe and rate and review it? Give it a five-star rating because I try to pick five-star stupidity. Of course, if you write a stupid review, I just might read it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing the podcast helps it to show up prominently in searches for those that are desperate and searching for stupidity. Of course, don't forget to share the podcast on social media feeds since you don't want to be known for being stingy with your stupidity. And of course, when you do subscribe, you can get your stupid fix every time new episodes are published to your favorite podcast player. And here's a little hack. If you download every episode, you can listen buffer free. That is, if you don't have adequate adequate internet coverage, of course. And if you're looking for a good podcast app, let me recommend Podcast Addict. That's available at your app store. It is free. They have a couple of paid versions as well. And it's amazingly customizable. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Use the handle at InsaneEricLane. That's E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E on Facebook and Twitter. And you just find everything about the podcast and, well, maybe more than you need to find out about me at my website, InsaneEricLane.com. should just pack up and move to scotland (laughs) it's uh you know funny like i i think the first one was worse when it comes to the damage that was actually done i mean it's still i've got some friends who have flooding i think right now they're saying but um this one i got more rain and wind on this one than i did the last that came by the big one that came by so 
Yeah. 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 Well, I, uh, I, I kind of heard that this one, you're going to get probably a little more gustiness than the, than the last one. This, this one was like the first one that it came on the East coast, like a hundred years, isn't it? I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it isn't hitting us directly. We're just on the outer bands, but, um, it's like, uh, it gave me an hour break. We'll say in the morning here when our power went out for about an hour. And so I got to log off of work take a little stretch break and then when the power kicked back in an hour later i was back at it (laughs) (laughs) well let's see uh with with florida hurricanes and the morons voting in the pennsylvania election i think we just i i there's a castle we can live in (laughs) scotland you know i'm telling you oh my goodness oh i tell you what dude i florida just uh, I guess the only, you know, the hurricane going on down here was the election. I think that was the bigger hurricane than the one we've got currently going. Um, yeah, well, we, we didn't have the hurricane. We just had a vacuum. <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, what it looked like, both of the candidates that were running were kind of empty spaces. You, you'd say like a vacuum. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. The, the, we didn't really have the best choices in the first place. You, you have <laughs> like you have like a TV talk show host and you have Uncle Fester. That's, that, that was I, a- well, I can kind of either no one shows up to the primaries in Pennsylvania uh, or there's a lot of union <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff going on too. I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I really don't know. In, in all fairness, I mean, it, it, the, the Republican Party in Pennsylvania, it's, it's almost like a good old boy network in the South. Only it's like done like it in the North, and they just need to get their head out of their butts here. You know, in, in so many ways. The weird thing is, the rural areas of Pennsylvania is highly conservative, but it's really it's almost like a neck and neck match to the urban cities like Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Erie, you know, in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, all that area. Well, that, that's always the the push yeah. and pull for I think like every state basically. Right, exactly. And then of course you got the independence. So really Pennsylvania is yeah. a solid purple state. And they're now saying that the state house may flip Democrat for the first time in years. So this is going to be an interesting year. I, I, I mean, I think <laughs> it's going to be crazy. It really is, you know, yeah. but, um, the, see, I've I, always, what, I've always thought that like, I, I, I that the, the, the smooshes that you talk about up there in your, uh, Republican party <laughs> are the reason why I, I tend to like, um, what is it like libertarianism a little bit yeah. more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as you can see in Georgia, there's no strategy in that. No. Uh, and and no, so, no. um, I just, well, yeah, no, absolutely not. It's, I, I'll say this. I'll say no matter what side that you were on, I can think we, I think we all can agree on one point is that we're just all happy to be free from political ads. <laughs> I know, right? Until Trump announces next week, and then all of a sudden it's going to be two more years of political campaigning. Uh, we need gosh. a break. We, we need yeah. a rest, people. Come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, you know, really, I, I tell you, I too too much of this stuff. It's it's like it, we either get too much political campaigning or too much political uh, governing. One or the other. It, I, I, and the thing is that like I don't know anybody who likes either of it. Right. So, <laughs> or, right. or just politics in general. So exactly, um, exactly. You know, and and I love it when politics starts and uh, in, in government starts in, encroaching upon one's uh, right to have their 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 house oh my gosh you this know this is a perfect yeah this is a perfect segue in actually 
<laughs> Speaking of the government, um, <laughs> I've got. Uh, I, I can't. I can't do the right. Like you, you know, some people can pronounce it it's, without the R. It, I'm it's trying. Like this, I can't it's do it. It's, it's, it's pronounced government. That's what I'm trying to do. See, I, I'm, I haven't lived in the South long enough. Um, and, and Jacksonville, Florida is practically like, it's like the North, basically we, uh, geographically we're down here, but it's very Northern, I think in a lot of ways. So, um, uh, this story is wild. Um, if you're like me or, or more like, if you're like my wife, uh, if you're like me, then you're used to hearing your wife constantly talking about how like they want more flowers in the yard and, yeah. and things. Yeah. And, and it's, it's hard to keep certain flowers alive. Like, yeah. Some of them, you know, they're supposed to come back every year, but then they get scorched in the sun in the summer. Yeah. And other well, times it freezes and then they're just done for. Because my will problem is, I don't have a, enough done here. Well, I don't mm -hmm. have a green thumb. I have a brown thumb. I killed everything. Doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. I'm no good either. Right? That's what my wife does. Uh, she, she does all that. And I just trim and do all the yard work. Right. Um, but I've, I've never heard this. Uh, of having too many flowers. I don't think that there would be such thing, uh, you know, but there apparently is uh, in Montana, of all places. Uh, there's a Montana man who has been forced to pay a $400 fine for having too many sunflowers in his front yard. <laughs> Chris really? Bank. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Chris Bank. It's like the ultimate HOA or something, you know? Um it's or, or maybe it's like you know maybe you got to trim your flowers at the end of the month uh you know <laughs> if they haven't got the quota or something like speeding tickets i don't know chris uh, bank appeared in court recently after he refused to cut down his plants when he violated a city ordinance of turf to flower ratio turf he also to flower ratio nice. <laughs> i know it's a turf to flower ratio um is this like a you know was it uh, a guy to girl ratio on the dance floor because i can get that <laughs> you know um he also violated another city of st peter's law by having a fence in his front yard on uh, a bank who began to plant flowers in his yard during the pandemic to bring joy to spectators who <laughs> received notice of his violation about a year after he was cited for the same problem in 2021. Uh. The previous case was immediately dropped during court. The homeowner was displeased with the judge's ruling and said officials were unable to explain the details of the violation. The judge ruled with the city bank. Um, this is a bank, uh, not city bank. Just we're talking about um, Mr. Chris Bank. Bank. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Bank. Yeah, he, he told Fox too. Now he also said that he didn't give me an actual answer. He just ruled with the city that I was not in compliance. Oh my gosh, Com yeah. I'm not in compliance. This is a very government answer. I'm very. I, I specifically asked for measurements of the violations, like any other violations. Of course. Yeah, uh -huh. and, and and of course, when you get down to specifics, that's something that usually good mint have trouble doing. They, they just oh you know, my gosh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, oh, I, and you got some probably some pencil neck, you know, a comptroller that's there, you know, doing all the tabulations. I I love things like this, you know, and it's sunflowers. Who gets upset over sunflowers? You know, that's I don't know. I think the laws, frankly are starting to devolve faster than the humans that are making them, you know, which kind of makes you wonder what would our future, not, not, I, I'll say future ancestors, I guess, but what would humans look like thousands of years in the future if this evolution thing ever took place? Well, 
apparently somebody has done a little looking ahead and they've come up with a hunchback claw handed second eyelid person. <laughs> yeah. These are common features of our new human anatomy in the future. Yes. It sounds like something from the fly or something like that. You know, <laughs> I love this. I love how people think that this is what's going to be coming up, you know, based upon what's happening now. Like, you can look back in the few, in the in the past and realize nothing like this has ever happened in the past. But there's this report that's warning our overuse of technology could be steering our human evolution in a direction that leaves people looking deformed compared to what we look like now. Okay, now look, there's no question technology plays a constant role in the lives of a lot of folks, but. What's all the screen time really doing to our human body? According to researchers, they worked with this 3D designer. Oh, this is great. Let me get this right. Researchers are doing screen time, studying the effects of screen time on the body. This is, this, <laughs> this is great. So it, they're looking at this 3D designer to create a future human that accounts for all the problems long-term tech use might cause. Specifically, they're inspired by this new poll that found the typical American uses the internet seven hours a day. Okay. Now, with this in mind, the team factors in this wide range of scientific studies and expert opinions examining the physical and mental changes that come from all this constant exposure to our smartphones and laptops and TV, <laughs> you know. But and increasingly, though, the, the, the model of Mindy uh, predicts that uh, humans may end up developing a unique defense against too much blue light from our digital devices, which would be a second eyelid <clears throat> that would protect us from blue light. Okay. Now, previous studies have also found blue light exposure can disrupt your sleep pattern, lead to insomnia and other health problems. And excessive screen time can also lead to headaches and eye strains and even poor vision, especially with kids. But they say humans may develop a larger inner eyelid to prevent exposure to excessive light or the lens of the eye might be evolutionarily developed such that it blocks incoming blue light, but not the other high wavelength lights like green, yellow, or red. Now, this is according to this guy named Kashan Ratanyaki from the University of Toledo. It kind of sounds really freaky, you know, but I, I guess you really won't care about someone's claw hands after you've had a few white claws, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I guess when you now see that little annoying kid in the restaurant holding his iPad, just don't be that surprised if he grabs his grilled cheese sandwich with a third arm or something. <laughs> that way he doesn't have to take his hands off the video game. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So basically, future humans are going to have cataracts, scoliosis, and carpal tunnel. Pretty um, much. Pretty much. Yeah. I think you summed it up succinctly. Oh, my goodness. That is wild. I, um, I, you know, sometimes it's fun to think about these kind of things. And uh, I, uh, maybe this just, you know, illustrates the importance of ergonomics or something. I don't know. <laughs> but um, and blue light glasses. There are ways we could beat evolution in the long run with, tech, with more technology. Right. Um, right. But, uh, you know, I, I kind of I love taking these things to the ultimate extreme. And yeah. I feel like that's what they've done. I can appreciate what these researchers have spent way too many of our most likely tax dollars. Well, from what it sounds like, it's probably the researchers that are going to look like this, not the normal citizens. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> when they come out of, uh, yeah, no, they're, they're caves. Um, <laughs> 
But uh, you, you ever see any of those people that like you know tab up their whole body, put in fake horns, and like yep, yep. You know, they, they, oh, yeah. they split their tongue kind of like that, like a snake. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. And, and that kind of gets me thinking, like you know, the future too. Or you even talk about like you know cybernetics and stuff. That's usually what I hear about when people talk about the future. <clears throat> Frankly, I think we're um, just all going to be, you know, we're not even going to go outside anymore. We're going to have our own avatars that are going to do all the stuff for us. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking that we'll just start to resemble the lizard people finally once they take because within a million years they're going to have taken over the world. We'll, let's That's be frank. Um, true. <laughs> but, but you know, I, there is a way we could kind of get those split tongues a little bit early as well, though. Um, oh, really? You know, so we could we could look like our future lizard people. Um, yeah. Well, we don't have to wait millions of years for these kind of evolutions to happen. All you need to do is take a bite of your Halloween candy. Um, <laughs> I, I think everybody at this point they've heard about the urban legend right that warning um to check your candy watch out for razor yep. blades yeah uh, things like that and i will say that it's an urban legend it's not really been proven true there's no story that you could find anywhere of that actually happening um for, at least for the past 50 years and and the most sinister thing, though, uh, anyone has ever received is really just like a good and plenty. And, and I, <laughs> yeah. I guess you could call me a masochist because I'm one of those few people who loves it. Either that or my dad. Maybe uh, it's, it's like a dad candy. I don't know. A good and plenty is okay. I prefer cowtails, frankly. <laughs> yeah, I can say, uh, yeah, I do. I, I enjoy um, a, a payday, you know, things with peanuts in it, too. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Stuff. I like that, too. Yeah, that's good. I've been having to go running a lot to be able to shed some pounds. But if you're looking to shed other pounds without running, then, uh, well, it's finally happened. Multiple razor blades were found hidden in various children's Halloween candy in Eugene, Oregon. Wow. And I would say they were small blades, like pencil sharpener blades. Oh. The, which I, I would almost say would be worse, because if you manage to swallow it. Oh, yeah. And. I mean, imagine what that would do to to the, your insides there. Um, now, the, the blades were allegedly, they allegedly came from the neighborhood of Friendly Eugene. Uh, oh. Yes, Friendly is the neighborhood. Uh, so, oh. you know, I, I guess you got to uh, be care, careful about, um, you know, don't read books, judge books by their cover, even when they yeah. sound yeah. like they're good. I guess right. it's a neighborhood in, in sheep's clothing. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, the, like the police, they are investigating it, and they've narrowed their focus to just a few streets as well. But they haven't named any suspects yet. Here are residents of the community, Deborah May and Isaac Johnson. They're talking about the horrifying discovery. And this is not the people who supposedly found a blade, I, I will mention. That's really twisted. That's a person who definitely should be put in restraints. It was really sad to hear that that act would happen anywhere to kids. It's like, that's just so mean. If there's someone out there who's guilty of this, I have one thing to say to them. You just might burn in hell. Uh, tampering with Halloween treats have had a long and storied past with urban legends of razor blades sliced into apples handed out to kids. Um, now, I'm sure that you're probably going to put the let, a look at the blades, right? You got you, yeah. you got a picture that you shared with me here on that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right, right. They, they, I mean, they do look like little pencil sharpener things. Um, they do. I, I'm assuming, uh, assuming that this is legit, it's worth pointing out though, that it wasn't someone innocently giving pencil, like kids pencil sharpeners that they put inside the candies. Um, like th th this was, yeah. like, it, it was like they someone had to have 
put them in there intentionally. Sure. I mean, um, they, they, they took great care to stick them in there, you know? Oh, I know. I, I, on, a, on a kind of similar related note, two people in Canada were also arrested for handing out cannabis candies to trick-or-treaters. <laughs> uh, I, maybe that's a trick and a treat. Depending, I don't know. But oh, look, hopefully <laughs> this... Hopefully they turn this ugliness into some positivity by donating the blades to Portland residents so they can finally shave. Yeah, really. Uh, That's probably uh, true. Dude, either that, or maybe you could hand out like some fresh, you know, needles. Uh, well, for yeah, Halloween true. Instead. That, yeah. Or, or maybe some fresh porta potties. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, seriously. I mean, I've heard of even as a kid, whenever I was going trick or treating, that if somebody gives you an ab- apple, throw out the apple. That they, oh, they've yeah, actually, yeah. I've actually been told that it's crazy, but look, I mean, uh, why do we have nefarious b- behavior like this in the first place? I mean, whenever I was a kid, I had so much fun playing the Walt Disney spooky sounds record out the window <laughs> and putting the putting the black light in the front porch and putting a mask on and scaring the living crap out of all the kids that come by. Why can't we just do fun stuff like that? Yeah, the, the great thing about that one, too, is I'm sure that as the record got used and warped and started skipping or caught on a loop, uh, <laughs> that would just make it sound creepier. You know? It would. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but I guess some of the pranks may be unintentional, but rather timely um i mean i'm not an expert on like the economy or even the recessions or anything but you know when people are actually pawning this kind of stuff this probably is not a good sign somebody recently showed up in denver at a pawn shop with a used coffin they want to sell (laughs) (laughs) the place it's called Pasternick or uh, Pasternick's pawn shop. Now, no red flags there. (laughs) No, no, none at all. But the the weird thing is, they actually bought it. Okay. Now, technically, the seller traded it in for a cash loan. So, my my first thought was like, only a grave robber would have a you would have a used coffin on them somewhere. You know, right? (laughs) You know. But thankfully, this is not the case. Uh, This is what they call a transport casket okay which is used for like moving the body from one place to another so no one's really buried in it you know but still i mean look if if you're in the market uh you know the pawn shop has been able to sell it yet so you got like 500 bucks hanging around you might want to pick it up i'm assuming this is a similar thing that my father was put in because he died like in upstate Michigan or Minnesota, wasn't it? And and then they had to get him to the his 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 gravesite in Arkansas. So I'm assuming that's probably what we're talking about. But what five hundred bucks for this uh, transport casket? I mean, look, I mean, I'm told that the price didn't include the body. So but my question is though, how do you sell a used coffin? Do you just dig up and say, "Sorry, Grandma, we need the dough," <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I always figure that it's like, you know, they say you probably shouldn't buy a used bed. And I just kind of figured it's like a vampire that's trying to, you know, save a little bit of a few bucks on. That's on, true. Instead of going to like mattress firm for. Well, and the, I when, I, when I first saw this story about a used coffin, my first assumption was, does that mean it's occupied? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess it might be used, but I guess you still say that it has that new coffin smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well um you know why why pawn a coffin when you could pawn the man 
Ooh. Um, I'm just going to necro pants. You know what it is? Necro. Well, I know. Necro pants. Well, I know what necro prefix. You can put that on to a lot of things like necrophilia, but we won't go there. Yeah, that's well. Uh, apparently, uh, you could do this. I don't know. Um, I'm thinking about this being maybe my last. I, I, I've got to update my will after this story. We'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> these, I, I would assume that these pants are to die for. Um, yeah. or, or that someone's got to die for them at least because trousers um, made out of human skin. Uh, I don't think you're going to get that any other way. Um, like these trousers that, that were necro pants. Um, they're allegedly made out of real human skin and they're currently on display at an Iceland museum. Oh yeah. Now, it has these... to be in Iceland. It has to be. In Iceland. <laughs> I, I would assume that that just helps preserve the pants. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> The pants, which they've been dubbed the necro necro pants, uh, which I think is a great name for them. It, it kind of oh, yeah. sounds like they give you superpowers, and that's kind of <laughs> kind of what, what people believe. Uh, <laughs> it's it's part of a 17th century tradition that says a person will have good luck if they wear a deceased person's lower half. Now, when they say lower half, like you know, are, are these like? Can you tell the gender of when you're wearing these pants? Well, um, no, I saw a picture of it, and I could tell the gender pretty plainly. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, Newsweek. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna skip past what you said there. Um, Newsweek <laughs> reported. I I need to look at these pants. I haven't like why have I not checked them out? Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, imagine checking someone out in the pants. They're like, oh, I'm checking. What, which butt are you checking out? You know. Um, <laughs> I can't get through this story without just. All right, um, Newsweek reported uh, that I will have to burst the bubble that the necro pants on display are a replica. Uh, they're from a mold made of a man, except the most intimate part, which is made up. Yeah. Um, says the curator of the Museum of Icelandic Sorcery and Witchcraft. So, uh, uh, you know, I would have a, like a Necronomicon there too. Um, yeah. <laughs> The uh, necropants, they say, were, were believed to bring wealth to one who wore them in an Icelandic, uh, or in Icelandic grimmeries and folklore. There are descriptions of on how to make them. Um, <laughs> now, uh, several Icelandic tales have had the making of necropants as a type of dark magic that was pr uh, persecuted during Iceland's, um, uh, I guess, the, their Iceland's Age of Fire. From 1954 to 1960. Now, already, Iceland sounds like a much cooler place than, than you know, we're like America, where uh, we didn't have an age of fire. Um, no, no. At no. least not yet, right? Uh, well, according to the museum, the pants allegedly originated from a deal that was brokered by two friends that upon death of one, the other would use the other person's skin to create the nightmarish pants. <laughs> The museum, so you, all right, deal, and then you immediately murder the guy, right? Um, <laughs> the Museum of Icelandic Sorcery and Witchcraft is the only known location with a pair of intact pants and initially put them on display in 2013. Now, according to the curator, the pants must be made of the skin still intact with no holes or scratches. Hmm. So I'm almost thinking, like, look, I've got big legs, like, just, like, from running, and I've got big calves. I can't fit into skinny jeans. Um, even regular straight cuts. So I'm going to have to find a really large, you know, uh, um, 
really large legs, you know, yeah. a friend with, with much bigger legs than me to be able to, I, I'm almost worried now. People start asking for my friendship. They're just wanting to get a pair of pants that they could put uh. um, But uh, the sorcerer then stepping into the skin will immediately become one with its own. She uh, claimed, a coin must be stolen from a poor widow, either on Christmas, Easter, or uh, Whitsunday. Uh, it, it, it's like a Christian festival on the seventh Sunday after Easter. Okay. And kept in the scrotum. This is what the curator explained. So already this is, gets even more weird. Um, <laughs> so now you have to kill a guy, make his legs out in the pants. You got to skin them. them. That's what you got to do. Is you got to skin pants. them, right? And then you got to start stealing money from old widows to be able to, to make this luck work. Yeah. That's, and then you got to put, that, you got to put the coin in, in your ball sack. Uh, that's right. And you got to wear it around for, for how, how long did they say? Like a year? I don't know. Um, <laughs> It just says to keep in the scrotum. So maybe, maybe it needs to stay there, I guess. <laughs> now, is this like the scrotum on the pants that you could like, I guess you can't sew it into the pants because it can't have any ribs. Yeah. There's got to be some way to, you know, from the, uh, uh, from the inside, drop the coin in, I would think, you know, when you're yeah. wearing the pants and they would, I guess. Um, well, uh, she claimed that it, it will then draw money from living persons and the scrotum will never be empty when the sorcerer checks. <laughs> Um, so it's like a coin purse, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, maybe that's where the term coin purse came from. Um, the curator explained that if a person wants to pass on their lucky streak, then there's a certain way the pants must be passed from user to user. Uh, however, his spiritual well-being is at risk unless he gets rid of the necker pants before he dies. Uh. If he dies with the pants on, his body will become infested with lice as soon as he passes away. Oh, nice. She said, the sorcerer must therefore find somebody that is willing to take the pants and put his leg into the right leg before the sorcerer steps out um, with his left one. Uh, now, the pants will keep on drawing money for generations of owners. So I guess uh. he only got steal from an old lady once is the good news. Yeah. Wow, you know, I, you know, I, I'm listening to this whole thing, and I'm just thankful that I am actually <laughs> of the Christian faith. You know that I don't need to go and wear a dead person's skin as pants. Did you see a picture of this thing? Oh, I'm looking at it right now. I if I, I think if I'm going to be wearing necro pants for for you know a substantial amount of time, I would choose to make friends with someone who's a little bit more uh, well hung than than. <laughs> The cast that they they chose here. It's a very small blur bubble. <laughs> uh, well, is the scrotum big enough though to keep a coin in? That's the big. That's, that's big I I figure the bigger the scrotum, the more money you have to make. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then again, I guess if it never goes empty, it doesn't matter how small it is. You just got to keep reaching in more often. So this is true. I guess now is this the evolutionary reason why most men walk around scratching their crotch all the time? I mean, maybe they're just checking for any loose change. <laughs> it's got to be unbelievable. Uh, can you, can I mean, you imagine how bad those coins have to smell? Oh my! Not to mention just you wearing somebody's dead skin for generations. You know, <laughs> I mean, oh my I, goodness! I, I, this this could be a, a this could be a great idea for always remembering Grandpa. You know, instead of wearing his clothes that's been handed down, just wear his skin. You know, yeah. So why not? I'm, 
I've always <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to make that joke. I um, continue. <laughs> you, you've already checked yourself on that one, huh? <laughs> I'm so wild. I can't believe that's like I think that's a crazy story of the day for sure. Absolutely. Oh well, this is definitely going to be going in. I'll definitely share this story in, in the uh, Telegram channel because you have to see these pants to believe it, honestly. But actually, one family kind of had an idea like this uh, but they're going to be remembering their family pet um and i think it's i guess a great idea or maybe it's maybe it's just something a psychopath would probably do there's a family in australia who lost their beloved family dog it was a golden retriever this dog you know lived a very long and happy life you know and instead of just you know burying the dog or have a cremated i mean Maybe some even I know some people have had their their pets stuffed at the at the you know taxidermist. I, I remember reading a story about the lady. She was so attached to her cat, she had her cat stuffed, and now she keeps the cat the stuffed cat sitting on her bed. <laughs> you know, so but they, this 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 Australian family they decided to turn their their little golden retriever into a bearskin rug. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so so and, that and they picture. Went, yeah. Yeah, just, the picture is pretty uh, amazing. So this taxidermy place near Melbourne, Australia, they posted a video of the finished product on Instagram. And I might say it's pretty amazing. Uh, they said the family wanted him preserved as a pelt. And he was, quote, finally ready to head home. <laughs> so, and if you love sweet little doggies, this might be upsetting. So I just warn you if you want to Google it somewhere. But look, to be fair, it's it's almost like kind of having the dog there with you at your, at your feet, keeping your feet warm, mm -hmm, yeah. you know? I mean, the fur is nice and soft. You can still pet it, but it's also basically your dog as a rug, okay? I mean, <laughs> there's a little different, that's a little different than, you know, doing it maybe with a bear that you've got no emotional connection to, you know? But the reaction, though, in the comments to this have been pretty mixed. There were some pretty positive comments early on, mostly from other customers who like basically followed the place online. But then some of the more recent comments, they haven't been so supportive of, of this. But I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting for PETA to, 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 to chime in on this next. I, I mean, after Necropants, this seems pretty um, vanilla to me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're this willing to put on some necro pants, uh, then I think that you'd very much be willing to turn your dog into a bearskin rug. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, when I look at the picture there, it it, it looks, is it, it looks luxurious, um, yeah, which is strange does. until you look at the face, and then you're like, oh, um, yeah. yeah, and uh, it's it's a dog. Yep, <laughs> no question about it. Yeah, I could never. I don't think I'd ever be able to convince uh, my wife to be able to uh, let us do that. No, nor nor would I want to. I think. Um, I, I think you should show her the article and just say, "Hey, you know, I think we found uh, a good idea. When, whenever our our little puppy finally passes, what do you think?" Oh. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, she. I, I just want to see her, the look on her face when she sees that. But honestly. <laughs> I, I need to share that before the necropant story because um, <laughs> because if I do the necropant story first, it's going to kind of take away from some of the. That's I'll true. get I'll get one reaction that's good and then another reaction that's still good as you escalate. It's even better it. than the first reaction. If you start out <laughs> exactly, yeah, but if you start off with like the really big one and then the other one's not going to give any reaction. I think that's so, true. That's um, true. 
That's good. That's good. Good, good, good uh, planning on that. Well, I mean, people love their dogs. Uh, and I mean, as long as you're not killing your dog, you know, for, or, or your friend for the necro pants and, uh, can, can you, you know, I don't know. I'm, I was going to say, can you turn your dog into necro pants? But I think that there's not, only enough material there for some assless chaps um, with your with your pet. Um, but uh, you know, I've got one um, uh, one concept, I guess. Uh, you know, for, from stuffing your favorite dog or cat. Um, you know, you can also start stuffing your face uh, or, or knocking back. Um, I'm just going to get into it here. Um, <laughs> a, a brew, a concoction. I don't know that this post, um, it's just a weird story. You know, I mean, you're, you're going to wear dead people, turn your pets into to rugs and then start eating each other. Uh, <laughs> into smoothies. Um, the, the, the post birth <laughs> brew, um, it's something to coo about, I guess. Uh, there's a 24-year-old new mom that says placenta smoothies have helped her bounce back after having a baby. Oh. And they're so delicious, she even whips them up for her fiancé. Oh, um, boy. Now, I've heard of some people that do this, right? Like, they encapsulate their placenta, like, yeah. they, you know, dry it and powder it and take it. And and I'm pretty sure that there are mixed feelings on, or, or um, just, like, mixed thoughts about about consuming it because yeah it might have a lot of maybe good um minerals or other things in it there but i think that the placenta also helps absorb toxins yeah. that might be in there to get to, to make sure it doesn't go in in with the baby and so right. you you may be getting some bad in there as well as the good and so does it outweigh i, I either way i know where i stand on it and um <laughs> Well, uh, th this is from Tiana Rose. She gave birth to her second son, Arnim Sol, and decided to include the natal organ in her smoothies after hearing that it helps stave off postpartum depression and anxiety. Now, this okay. gives me anxiety reading it. Um, <laughs> from my own personal experience and women from all over the world, there's been nothing but benefits. Um yeah, so when when you think about like a friends with benefits, you don't think about what happens. You know, it, it, you get like friends with benefits that lead to other benefits. Yeah. Um, you know, like drinking their placenta in a smoothie. Um, <laughs> well, this is what the new mom told uh, Need to Know dot online, describing the unconventional concoction as life changing. Actually, yeah. Tiana Rose, if you want your life changed. Uh, then you're getting some good advice here that um, <laughs> <laughs> necro pants, new rugs, and life changing Placen smoothies. Life changing um, placenta smoothies. Yeah. That's, uh, Tiana Rose initially wanted to have her placenta professionally turned into capsules, but began researching recipes and eventually discovered a tasty sounding risotto. I'm just kidding. Um, mixture. Well, the best. <laughs> Don't animals like this? Is some animals do they like? Um, well, the the troubling part of that whole statement was the fact that she's researching recipes for her placenta. That's oh, yeah, the troubling yeah, part. Yeah, I, I just this will be the new TikTok trend. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sure people will be like, "Can I sell my placenta for other people that want to eat oh, it?" Um, good grief. Well, the beverage includes pomegranate juice, frozen mixed berries, yogurt, banana, coconut oil, honey, and uh, a chia and flaxseed mix, which is blended together with an ice cube-sized piece of the placenta. 
So it sounds to me like the smoothie is good because of all of that stuff in it, minus the placenta. Um, yeah. You yeah. know, after the, the birth of Arnim's soul, the placenta was placed into a sterilized bowl, and Ardula immediately started preparing it in our kitchen. As we had a home birth, uh, Tiana Rose recalled, uh, she cut it into two centimeter cubes and popped them into an ice cube tray before placing them in the freezer. The mom later added one of the cubes to her smoothie before taking her first taste. I had heard about placenta smoothies and thought they would be gross, but honestly, you could not tell that there was a placenta in there. It was a really nice recipe, and I was very surprised by it, she enthused. My fiancé, Luca, gave it a try, completely consented, and he had the same reaction as he thought it tasted just like a cranberry smoothie. <laughs> and immediately... His penis shrank about three inches. <laughs> I, well, I, I think that it was probably already up there if he's willing to go and do these things. Um, and, and something tells me that uh, his fiance has her hand in his coin purse. Um, yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. But uh, <laughs> I, I think that the, the key thing is it tastes just like a cranberry smoothie. Cranberry juice doesn't even taste like cranberries because they need to add that much sugar to it to make people like cranberries. So exactly. maybe you know maybe that's a, the, the thing with the placenta. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this up to Tiana and her fiance. Uh, well, the, then after you show Mrs. Pancho the uh, the the uh, the dog rug, the uh, necro pants. Then give her a recipe for a placenta smoothie when you're ready for your next child, and see what she says. Yeah, she's there gonna, you go. She's eventually going to say it's time that you stop doing this podcast. <laughs> she, she, she's going to give you an ultimatum. It's either me or the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I can't believe that there are people out there researching recipes on how they can put their placenta in frozen drinks. You know, it's just, it just blows my mind. I can't believe it. You know, I mean, they, they could be out there researching ways to save money to buy a house, you know, something like profitable for themselves. But uh, we, we do actually have a couple of ask Pancho questions here and we do have, a, a, a question from Carrie um, about about she's actually trying to do something responsible. You might think I, I she says that I feel like I'll never have enough money to own a house. Now, recently there was a story I had read somewhere that said that nowadays you're going to have to just start saving up to two hundred thousand dollars just to start buying your house. That's that's what they're they're saying with the economy, but. I don't, I don't know. But th- this is what Carrie wants to know. She wants to ask Pancho some something about this. And you being in the finance business, maybe you can give a little insight here. She says, while I get by just fine, I really don't have anything close to a significant amount of money saved. Now, this is partly because I like to travel and dine out. In some respects, I'd love to own a home, but also I don't want to live for my house. I wouldn't want to have a mortgage and not be able to do anything because my purse strings are tied. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't begrudge anyone for living their life this way, but people seem to begrudge me for being in my mid-30s and being a renter with no real plans of buying a home. And it's like, why don't you just mind your own business? So what do you tell Carrie here? 
I, I well, I want. Do, do you want me to mind my own business first before I? Am? <laughs> I I've got one word for you, Carrie. Necro pants. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I'm, I, I, you don't have to save up that much to buy a house. I mean, what kind of house are you looking for? Like, uh, this is like amazing. You know, half a million dollar place. I um, I mean, first okay. There, there are two things. Hey. You're in your mid thirties, okay, whatever. But um, I, if you're not married, then like that helps probably. I guess I don't know, yeah. but um, you don't have to save up a ton for that. It, it's uh, but but uh, if you want to travel, then like yeah, then you're gonna have to you know make some um, I guess what sacrifices for maybe a few years or whatever you need. What what I did um, I put some money, and I, and I, I will say I, I can't actually get financial advice, so I'm just gonna tell you like what I did, and like I don't know what. What what some what what is possible to be done? I suppose I put money in like a, a mutual fund, basically account uh, when I was in college, and and I, I put money in it for a few years, and then I stopped and I just forgot about it. And it was only like fifty bucks a month or something. Um, ultimately, by the end of it, I, I kind of ended up putting in like maybe three thousand dollars over the span of like several years, forgot about it for like seven or years after or something. And then I looked at it one time and then, cause you get like quarterly and yearly stuff. And I was like, Whoa, this thing is like quadrupled. Um, <laughs> and, and so you just kind of like wait on it. Now, if you're already in your thirties then like, it's going to take time. Like wealth doesn't happen typically by saving um, in, in the sense of like, I'm going to save cash because like what happens like now you've got inflation that cash isn't worth that much, at least as much as it used to be. Um, so like save invested in something that could grow and then, uh, you know, let it happen there. So, and if you're worried about not having money to travel and stuff, I pay less now for my mortgage than I did renting. I don't know how people afford renting. It's ridiculous. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it just means that you don't buy a house outside of your means. Uh, I, I specifically, when I was looking for our house, I wanted to find one that uh, essentially was going to be within $100 of what I was already paying rent for. And so the lender approved me for some ridiculous, irresponsible amount of money. And I said, okay, this is only how much that I want. And they're like, all right, that's it. And then I looked for houses in that price range. Um, now, granted, that was before the economy went to, to crap. Yeah. Uh, yep. And I guess the only thing you got to do there is maybe it's just got to get bad enough uh, for you to like actually change your voting patterns because that makes a big difference yeah. um, on, on things. Um, money isn't free. And so, yeah. um, and, and like, so you look at interest rates, it's interest rates is just the cost of money. Money's going to sure. cost more if it, if it's worth less basically, right. You're going to have to, uh, uh, it's a riskier investment that way. So, um, you know, wait for housing prices to go down and invest some money. Uh, things are pretty cheap right now. And then if the economy recovers and then boom, those, those stocks, mutual funds, whatever, they'll, they'll go back up, take a look at it then, and then don't overbuy. No. Yeah. That's good. That's a, I just like the statement. She said she doesn't want to live for my house. I, I don't live for my house. Yeah, no, I live for my family. Um, <laughs> but but again, it, it, the, the part you need to hear, I pay $100 less per month than I did when I was renting. Uh, wow. And so you, you'll be saving money while also building wealth by uh, not letting your, your rent payments go to nothing. Uh, they'll yeah. go to at least some 
real estate or land that you own. Yeah. Um, and that, that is a, well, I guess the joke in that was necro pants. You could always go the most millennials are probably going to prefer the necro pants route, I think. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I gave you options. Don't, don't say I didn't. Uh, I, I've got one here too. This is help. My friends think I'm using her friends to be friends with her husband. Um, so this just sounds like a bunch of drama, which I I can't stand drama, but I find it hilarious. So uh, one of my <laughs> one of my wife's friends is married to a guy who is by far the most knowledgeable person I've ever met when it comes to fixing anything. He is a walking Home Depot. Oh. I've been remodeling our house for almost two years. In the brief times he's supervised me, I got so much done, so much more efficiently. So now when I suggest my wife calls her friend, she goes, stop using me to ask her husband questions. Just call him yourself. What's her problem? <laughs> I mean, like, are, are you trying to talk to him to ask questions? Because if you are, then just like... You, you could be friends with the guy, right? That's the thing that you could do. And, um, but uh, also online, but I know it really helps having someone there, but online you can teach yourself anything. Um, yeah. I, I, I do appreciate that though. I, I try to do the whole fix it myself too. And I don't have that friend. Uh, so I, I use online a lot of the times and I will say it does take a little bit longer as you're learning and, uh, you know, and then you, you don't, you learn the hard way sometimes. Like, the first <laughs> time you do it, you're like, yeah, okay. And then the second time, you're like, now I know what I'm doing. Well, I, I think the real problem here with this guy about, you know, wanting to have his wife to call her friend to ask her husband about something. I, I think maybe his biggest problem is not really that. It's the fact he's been having too many placenta smoothies. Yeah, you, you got placenta smoothie on the brain. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I, I sometimes like to ask my wife, like, you should call your friend because like, I know that they're good friends and she hasn't talked to him in a while because you get busy with kids and stuff. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and if it's that, then like, who, hey, who cares? Assume good motive. Uh, it's your wife. Well, but also, I, um, like, if you're using her for that way, then like, just text them. Text. You don't even have to call. It's simple. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, this does kind of remind me, though, sometimes, you know, we'll, you know, have a problem with something at the house. And it's something usually with the, that my wife is working on or, or using. And so she's like, well, here, call this person and ask him what's going on. And so I'm like, well, wait a minute, you're the one having the trouble with it. So but she wants me to call them. And so then I'm trying to describe what's being told to me. And then she's telling me what to tell the person on the phone. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's when no, I just, I just hand the phone to annoying. her and say, here, you take care of it. <laughs> you know? yeah, that, that is annoying. <laughs> that's just, that's just, it's like, why do you need a middleman when you're the one having the trouble? You know, it's like, I don't understand. Well, uh, no middleman is needed for our insane games here. Are you all prepared to uh, go at this by yourself with no helpline? Oh, absolutely. No, I, um, I don't need any necro pants for, for good luck on these games. I've got experience I, and skills. I, well, I was about to say to put on your big boy necro pants, but you took care of that for me. <laughs> My big boy necro pants.
You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with um, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at insaneericlane.com. like that you uh, are, are ready to tackle uh, without wearing necro pants? Um, well, let's go ahead and do um, Steakhouse or Daybar. Oh, you're going to jump right into the to the stuff that you seem to be pretty good with on this. You seem to be to have pretty good luck here on the Steakhouse or gay bar here. So I, I've got a, a little handful of businesses here. And you tell me, based upon what you hear, whether this is a steakhouse or a gay bar. Our first business is called Georgie's in Ashbury Park, New Jersey. Georgie's. Um, I'm going to say Georgie's is a gay bar. Just in the way you may say it. Oh, I'm going to go to Georgie's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You might as well call it Georgios. Yeah. Yes, indeed. That would be a gay bar. Very good. All right. And kind of in that same vein, if you don't want to go to Georgie's in Ashbury Park, New Jersey, you can head over to New York, New York and go to Rocco. Rocco. Um, I think Rocco is I think Rocco is, is going to be a nice steakhouse. You think so? Yeah, it has yeah. a nice meaty name to it. That would be a steakhouse. Very good. All right. Now, try this one in Santa Fe, New Mexico called the Bull Ring. The Bull Ring. Um I am going to say the bull ring. Oh gosh, that's tough. Um, it dep- it, it, where where's the ring located? It's in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, I'm talking about like what part of the body? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to say the bull it, ring. <laughs> it, it might it might be somewhere on those necro pants. I'm not sure. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'm going to say the bull ring is, um, I'm going to say it's a steakhouse. It's kind of 50, 50 for me. It's kind of a 50, 50. Uh, it, it's a steakhouse. I think you're oh, safe. Okay, okay. There we go. That's good. All right. All right. How about this restaurant or this business steakhouse, gay bar, whatever. Uh, it's called the max in Omaha, Nebraska, the max, uh, you take it to the max. Uh, I, I'm going to say it is a gay bar. 
Oh, you're very good. Yeah. Yeah. It is a gay bar. All right. And finally, Manchester, New Hampshire has Hanover Street. Hanover Street. Oh, man. Um, oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I'm going to say Hanover Street is... I, I can see it. Hanover Street Steakhouse. I can see that as being a, like a nice Sunday thing. I'm it say does have a nice ring to it, you know? Yeah. And it's a steakhouse. So, yeah, you scored perfect score on that. So, are you sure you're not wearing necro pants? <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm all good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. What? What? I, 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 I wouldn't tell you if I was. I don't want you stealing my necro pants. <laughs> all right. What do you feel lucky for next? <laughs> uh, let, let's jump into uh, porn star or weatherman. All right. Our porn star or weatherman. We got a list of entertainers here. You tell me if it is a porn star or a weatherman. Your first entertainer's name is Matt Kirkwood. Matt Kirkwood. Uh, okay, so you know, you've got like Kirk Cameron, and he's like, uh, I think that Matt Kirkwood is going to be like the opposite of that. He's going to be a, like a, like, um, like in some weird left behind like porno. <laughs> Mm. Matt Kirkwood happens to be a weatherman at NBC Grand Rapids, Michigan. Really overshot that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's try this one. I think you may have heard of this guy before, Sven Sundergaard. Oh yes, our old buddy Sven. He is a weatherman. Yes. <laughs> Easily done. He's at NBC Eleven in Minneapolis, Minnesota. All right. How about uh, this one? I love this one's name. Um, Ian Scott. Ian Scott. Um, I, I, I'm getting like Bond Scott vibes, like from ACDC. I'm gonna yeah. say that this is a porn star. Oh well, that's a good guess. It is a porn star. Very good. All right. This is a bizarre name, but um, first time I've ever even heard it from anybody. Uh, it is Tomas Schaffernecker. Tomas Schaffernecker. Um, okay. Uh, Schaffernecker. Weatherman Schaffernecker. No, no, no. I think Schaffernecker does some uh, some Schaffernecking. I think it's a porn star. <laughs> No, Thomas Schaffernacker is a weatherman on the BBC. <laughs> so that's, I guess, explains the bizarre name. But uh, yeah, they got a bunch of weird people over there at the BBC. All right. I think this one you might be able to guess pretty easily. This particular entertainer's name, Billy Glide. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we've ever had an easier... <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna say that Billy Glide is definitely gonna be a porn star. <laughs> you just let that one slip right out, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a porn star. <laughs> oh, yes, all right, didn't do too bad on that one for the most part. So, what's your next one you want to try for? Let's go for golf course or rehab. All right, we got some businesses here that you can tell me based upon name location whatever it's a if it's a uh, golf course or a rehab your first business is called mission bay in san diego california mission bay um i'm gonna say that you're on a mission because to, to get sober it's a, it's a rehab 
<laughs> you're on a mission to get a hole in one in this place it's a <laughs> golf course all right well let's try golden peak in lakewood colorado golden peak i'm gonna say that golden peak is a uh, you know a peak doesn't give golf vibes i'm gonna say it's a rehab yeah i don't get golf uh, on that either it's kind of like on golden pond you remember that movie yeah 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 it's a, definitely a rehab <clears throat> very good all right now we go to henderson nevada for reflection bay reflection bay uh, this has got to be a, a rehab for sure <laughs> a lot of reflecting going on there a golf course what are you kidding you're gonna me? Be oh, it, it's when your ball goes into the bay that you reflect on being able to retrieve it <laughs> mm, i see now yeah <laughs> uh, yes well how about uh, memorial park in houston texas memorial park i'm gonna say that is um um i'm gonna say memorial park is a golf course you really struggled on that one yeah yeah well it's 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 like one of those ones where you have like an oxymoron you're not really sure what to go with but it is a golf course very Ooh. good so yeah so the uh the the reflection bay bay i probably would have gotten that one as a uh, rehab as well that definitely has uh, vibes all over that all right so what's your next one you want to drive for let's go ahead and do um we got the strip club or daycare left i think don't we yeah let, let's do the, the strip club or daycare all right we got a business name you tell me if it's a strip club or a daycare and uh, this one is uh just right out not far from where you are if you travel a little westward the eagle's nest in tallahassee florida the eagle's nest i'm gonna go ahead and say the eagle's nest is a um oh yeah i'm gonna say it's a daycare yeah that's a good guess it is a daycare very good all right uh your next one is located in harrisburg pennsylvania it's called savannah's savannah's uh, i'm gonna say savannah's is a strip club <laughs> i've been to savannah before oh is that right not, not well, savannah's just it, just savannah uh, it is see. a strip club indeed all right very good how about uh this one called happy land in hollywood happy california land. <laughs> this is tough um happy <laughs> land okay, i'm gonna see the look on their faces to know which one it is but i'm gonna say it's a um strip club <laughs> well it is in hollywood california <clears throat> and it is a uh, a daycare actually <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a great name, though. I got to admit, I, I definitely like that. How about this one in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina called Cutie Pies? Cutie Pies. I'm going to say Cutie Pies is a, I'm going to say it's a daycare. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, if you go to Happy Land, you better see some Cutie Pies. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it is a daycare. That's exactly right. All right. And your last one is just simply called The Den in cheyenne wyoming the den um okay the den i'm gonna say is cheyenne, wyoming. oh no nothing good is called the den what am i thinking this is a strip club <laughs> it's it's the den of iniquity that's what it is <laughs> it's it's a strip club <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Nothing good can be called the den. 
<laughs> That's some good deduction there. All right. Well, not too bad for that. But now we get to our uh, fake news of Florida. This is your specialty right here. I can promise. Oh, All yeah. right. We got some headlines here. You tell me if the story I'm going to give you is a fake one or if it's something that really happened in the state of Florida. Police in Key West seized a cookie monster doll that contained 300 grams of cocaine. Uh, cookie monster doll, cocaine, Key West. I'm going to say it is a fake news story. <laughs> I, believe it or not, <clears throat> it is a Florida story. No. Yep. <laughs> It certainly is. <clears throat> Stranger things have happened. So how about this headline? <clears throat> a Palm Beach man was arrested after he was found with two boxes of election votes in the backseat of his car. Um, oh, you know, you know, I, I, I'm actually going to say that's fake news. I think it's really timely. And uh, Florida, <laughs> I, look, we had everything put together as we saw on election night. So I'm going to yeah, say it's I fake think news. That, I think that's, uh, I'm, in fact, I even heard it say on one news story today that uh, this should be a model for how things are run, actually. But, and it is fake news. Very good. Very good deduction on that. All right. How about this one? A Hollywood sheriff was charged with indecent exposure after driving pantless to pick up his wife from a bar. Driving pantless uh, <laughs> from a bar. I'll say that's a Florida story. <laughs> no, he wasn't wearing necro pants either. Okay, just to make sure that we know about that. <clears throat> it's fake news. <laughs> no. <laughs> but definitely, that's definitely a story I would look forward to being true one day. <laughs> right. Absolutely. All right. How about this one? And I think we might even heard this somewhere. Uh, a woman named. Crystal Methvin was arrested for possession of crystal meth. Uh, I think I've heard that one before. We that's definitely a Florida story there. Definitely it is. That it's great whenever your own stupid stories are coming back for being part of the insane games. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Your last one, a Pensacola man became an internet celebrity after his giant neck made him the subject of a million jokes on social media. <laughs> That's a Florida story. <laughs> yeah. Well, now our uh, now the new internet sen sensation is the Pennsylvania senator elect with the giant neck. That's that's right. The 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 human goiter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the swearing in of uh, S Senator Fester, Uncle Fester from mm -hmm. the Adams family. Now represents Pennsylvania <laughs> in the U.S. Senate. So, I'm. Definitely looking forward to where the, the, the of at least two more years of stupidity. Oh yeah. So, and in fact, if it gets really too stupid, we may just decide to come down and hang out with you in Florida sometime. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? I uh, I think it's great down here. I think you're gonna love it, minus all the crazy <laughs> stories that you hear. I pay attention yeah. to those. It, it's pretty pretty amazing that you like you said we we have all the the Florida man stories, but the government down there is probably less stupid than some of the government in Pennsylvania. I know. All right. Well, you enjoy your week and uh, stay away from any uh, placenta smoothies. You don't want you don't want to get near that stuff. <laughs> That's right. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world. And frankly, I would like to hear about it. OK, if you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, Maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. 
You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, And by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there, so I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.